Hi, this is the Pilgrim Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela. like a minute since you've heard my voice. Sean's been taking over on the podcast, but we are here today. It is not April yet, March 22nd. It's been a minute since we've checked in and we just wanted to give an update on how Theo's doing, how our family's doing, and then also talk about being in the flow. Yeah, I think Ange kind of set the bar and standard for our family in completing 75 hard laid down the gauntlet for me to um, jump in and try it as well and I finished as of yesterday um, my first round and I think Ange and I are going to maybe do some more rounds of it because we found so many benefits to 75 hard so we just kind of want to talk about that experience a little bit as well as everything Ange just updated you on. So let's start with Theo first, where our family's at. We had a, a huge win this last weekend. Theo, we took him to one of Eva's, our daughter Eva, she's nine. Uh, we took her and him to his first dance competition of hers, which was such, like I was, I was worried. I was worried it was gonna go well, were you worried? I was really worried. I was the one that was going to be responsible for him, so I was definitely stressed. I remember not so long ago, there was a time where I didn't ever think it was going to be possible. I never thought it was going to be possible for us to all be together at a dance competition. I thought, like, oh, man, this is going to be hard, like, to get Sean to a dance competition because we're going to have to get a sitter for Theo, and these are, like, sometimes 10, 12-hour days. Um, but never would I have thought that Thea would be able to hang and chill for a whole dance competition day. So Sean, just tell them what the day looked like. Well, we, because we were both doing 75 hard, we both woke up early, uh, for our preferred workout is what Angela likes to term it. And I like that language, but she likes to do high fitness on Saturdays. I like to hike. So Angela woke up, went and did high fitness. Um, we arranged it so then I could go directly to do my, it took us about 90 minutes to do the hike that I did with my friend Steve. From there, I ran home, showered real quick, threw everything Theo needed in a backpack, got him all changed, ready to go. We jumped in the car around 11.30, 11.40, drove to Ogden, which is about 45 minute drive, dropped the girls off. And, and Eva time is like two hours before she actually dances. So we drop them off and then I went and ran an errand with Theo and then Theo and I went to Zupa's, grabbed lunch. And then I took Theo to the park because Eva was uh, slotted to start dancing at 240. So I dropped them off at 1240. So I had about two hours to kill. We spent probably about 40 minutes at Zupa's. Then we went to the park, 
still kind of, still a little bit cold. I would say probably upper 30s, lower 40s with wind chill. So it wasn't <laughs> pleasant being outside. <laughs> and it was kind of a little scary because the park we were at, um, not joking, there was a homeless man on the bench and I took a phone call and he was pissed at me because I was I had woken him up uh, while I was watching the all of a sudden, Sean gets on the phone and his voice, like, volume is, like, maxed out. It's it's weird. So, I mean, I understand his frustration. It's a sales thing, I think, probably. I don't know. So then, Angie's like, well, didn't you get me lunch? And because I failed to remember that she had asked me to get them lunch when I came back. And luckily, we were in like downtown Ogden, so I just Google searched in walking distance, and it was a bit of a hike that I took. Theo was in a stroller, so this helped a lot. I hiked up this hill, bought her um, avocado toast with like a banana smoothie, and took that to them. Got there like five minutes before the first dance, but it was uh, very perfect, right? And so then we get there, or they get there. And we parked Theo in his stroller back in the back of the like theater room. And he was there for how many hours? Well, so Eva danced at 2.40 and then like 3.15 and then like 3.50 and then 4.10 or 4.15, something like that. So she did pretty almost consecutive. Hours. So almost two hours, he was back there and just hanging out with you. I was helping her change between dance numbers, but he like was just so chill. And like, yeah, he's getting out of his stroller and jumping up and down, but we're back behind everyone and you don't have to be like perfectly quiet. And he'd jump around and go from you back to the stroller, get a drink and you provide like lots of snacks for him. But there was a time where like that never would have happened. Like we would have never been able to do that. And then they, we had a little like two hour break before awards. So I left to go get my second workout in um, with a friend and Dan, or went for a walk. And then um, you took Theo for, you took him to like two parks, right? Yeah, the, the first park we went to with the homeless man um, was just in walking distance to the, the Egyptian where the performance was being held. So I walked there, but it was the wind chill was really cold so i lasted about 20 minutes and i said okay maybe let's go to the store or something and i jumped in the car and then i as i was like driving i found this tiny little park that was kind of tucked in this neighborhood and it was shielded from the wind a little bit um and it had a rock climbing wall uh so i was like i definitely got to stop there so we spent like 30 40 minutes there then we went and got drinks and stuff um, and drove back to the competition for the awards. Where he actually sat in the auditorium seating with me and some other dance moms. And he just like hung out. He was like a little bit noisy and kind of crazy for a minute. But I mean, everyone's cheering and clapping. Like it doesn't matter at all. He like did so well. Well, just looking at a year ago when Eva was at a different studio, but just thinking of her performances last year, trying to manage uh, his emotions, because obviously as a six-year-old, five-year-old boy at the time, 
being a, a dance performance that your sister's dancing for like two minutes at a time. Um, he obviously never, I don't think it ever registered before that his sister was on stage. This time you actually saw him watching his sister. Yeah, like I would be like, okay, Theo, this is Eva. She's going to be dancing next. And he would kind of perk up. And I really think that he was completely aware that Eva was the one dancing. I think he recognized the songs from her practicing at home. And he wouldn't like watch her the entire time, but you could tell he was paying more attention. Yeah, I mean, far more than where a year ago he his attention was just centrally located right near his space where here you could see that he would take glances towards the stage and watch for a few seconds before yeah. he would jump to something else but yeah. huge improvements forget. yeah and like let's not forget that he is not a kid that will sit with the screen so it's not like he has an ipad or a phone in front of him watching youtube during all this time like he's he's you know eating snacks and doing other things he he, I sometimes I wish that he had a screen or like a screen, but he doesn't. So we don't have that type of distraction for him. And he just, it was like one of those really, really proud mom moments where I like got emotional about it. Just thinking of where we were a year ago or more than a year ago, thinking that that was never, ever going to be our reality. And I mean, we chose this competition because her numbers were packed tight together but it was it was so great so so great and it meant a lot to eva too like on the ride home i mentioned a few times to him how proud of him i was and eva also that night just was like after bedtime prayers she was snuggling him before he was going to bed she's like theo thank you so much for watching me thank you so much for coming i'm so glad that you and daddy could come to my competition and it was just like the sweetest thing ever well, and it's, I think Theo has been really reacting positively to positive reinforcement when uh, like the rock climbing wall. Um, and I don't think our all of our listeners have heard, but we do a, um, an adaptive rock climbing program for Theo on Thursday nights. And at first, the first time we went, he just went barely above like head height. I'm about six one, so he just barely went above my head height. But over the last few weeks, he's gone all the way to the top of the wall, and it's probably what I don't know, hundred feet up. It's pretty high. Maybe, yeah. maybe not a hundred feet. Maybe fifty, sixty feet. Uh, I don't know. We don't rock climb, but he is getting so good. And like when I got to go with him the other day, he just kept looking back down at me to make sure I was watching him. And he's never really shown that type of like seeking approval from people but lately just like out of nowhere you can tell he's kind of seeking it and it's really really cool it's a new game for sure big big game so that's kind of an update where we're at we're into dance competition season with eva and spring is right around the corner we're getting excited to do a spring break headed down south to warmer weather and just summer seems like it's near. We also just booked more stem cells for Theo end of May. Um, so that's an update with what we're going through as a family, all good things. Um, Theo lost two teeth. We've had, if you're not familiar, pandas, which you know Theo's 
brain inflammation condition can be triggered with the when um when you lose a tooth your body has an immune response so that can trigger a flare and we've had um, appointments with most of his specialists the last few weeks and every single one of them has just been so blown away that Theo's had like five loose teeth and uh, has not really shown any signs of a flare, even though he's lost two out of those five recently. So that's been amazing. Yeah, Theo's doing really well. Um, Eva's obviously performing really well. She's landing back flips, back tucks and excelling as a dancer uh, as a dance dad sometimes that's hard for me to say because i never thought i'd be a dance dad but i am definitely a dance dad now the dance dad life chose you <laughs> but the other thing we want to just quickly talk about um because Ange has to run to do carpool here in a bit so Ange, why don't you talk about like year 75 hard experience and i will share mine after you I think I shared about it in a recent podcast, but, um, you know, one of the biggest things Sean and I want to reiterate in this podcast over and over again is you cannot take care of your child with special needs without first taking care of yourself. We tried it in the beginning where we're just researching like crazy, you know, living off very little sleep with our kids who don't sleep well. Um, and just going, 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 constantly trying to find the best things for your child and you hit burnout so fast. And really early on, we learned that self-care is so important. So that's one thing that we just really want all of our followers to know is that, yeah, you are an amazing parent, but unless you take care of yourself, that's only gonna go so far. So, for me, the 75 hard challenge, I had this kind of limiting belief that I, you know, oh, I can't do 75 hard. I can't do challenges like that because I have a child with special needs. I don't get a full night's sleep. I don't have my days too crazy because of my child who has special needs. So I had this limiting belief. And then one day I finally was like, seen enough people doing it. And just was like, why am I doing that to myself? Why, why do I have this narrative in my head that because I'm a special needs mom, I can't do something. And so I went into it with that intention. Like, I really want to eliminate that belief that is in my mind controlling a lot of things that I can or can't do. Right. So that's why I went into it. And early on, you know, I'm a very like, task oriented person. And so checking the things off the list every day, I really liked, obviously it's hard when your child isn't sleeping through the night, when you're dealing with a lot of crazy things during the day, but it also, it's like, it becomes like your therapy because you get, so 75 hard, no alcohol, no cheat meals. Like you have to follow a special diet. Um, two workouts, one of them has to be inside or one of them has to be outside. They both can be outside, but two workouts, they have to be, you know, a few hours apart. Each of them have to be 45 minutes, um, one gallon of water a day, uh, a progress picture taken every day. And then 
10 pages of physically reading a book. So you get to the end of the day where you're like, oh crap, I need to do this, this, and this. But it's like, if you re-shift that, it's like, I get to do this. I get to take a 45 minute walk out of my, like, I have to do it, but I get to do it because I'm important too. Yeah, my son's important and yeah, his needs are huge and important, but I'm also important. And you have to get those things in every single day. You can't miss one. I love that perspective because just recently I've had friends that are like, dude, how do you read so many books and how do you do everything that you you say you do? Kind of almost calling me out like, are you lying? Like, did you really do this? But I think that's a great perspective, the way to look at it. Instead of like thinking of what things to eliminate, it's like, what things do you have to complete every single day that are non-negotiable, that are a must for your, your mental, physical, emotional health? And that way you prioritize getting those things because then nine, 8.30, 9 o'clock hits and it's like, I don't want to be a parent anymore. I just need to lay down because I am done. Like I've done, I've done all my tasks that I promised myself I was going to do. And that way you don't have room for uh, BS anymore, right? You, you, you move things out of your life because you prioritize things that you know need to be done. Yeah. And you move the things out of your life that aren't serving you. Cause it's like when you have to get these things done, when you've committed to yourself that you have to get them done, the things that are left over in your life are only going to be serving you. Right. So I think that a lot of times moms are like, Oh, I don't know how you wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And before, even before 75 hard, I always woke up early to get a workout in just because I knew I needed that. Um, I'm a much better person and mom and wife when I get my workout in early on in the day. Um, My moms are like, how do you do that? I can't do that. And how do you wake up even though you were just like up with Theo since three o'clock in the morning? And it's like, it's not a choice for me. I've already made the decision and the commitment to myself. So when that alarm goes off or if I'm already up with Theo, like when that time runs or like rolls around, the decision's already made. I'm already going to do it because I know that I'm a better person when I do this, this, and this. Hmm. That's actually reminding me of a book that I read. Um, I'm trying to find which one it was. Uh, it was like Finding Happiness, I want to say, or The Happiness Advantage uh, by Sean Aker talks about that in his book where you make a decision beforehand so that when it comes time for that scheduled event, um, like for example, he had mentioned leaving out your gym clothes and your shoes on the floor uh, at the foot of your bed so that when you roll out of bed, it's almost more work to step over it and avoid the workout than it is to just, you know, surrender, commit. And um, because you already made the decision, you're going to do it. Yeah, I like that too, because I think so many people can come up with an excuse, right? Like, I mean, we've all done it. Like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I'm going to skip this morning. I'll do it later. Or, oh, I'm just, I'll start next week. But, like, you're going to be mad at yourself. That's not going to make you feel better. 
And that's what I like about 75 hard. It's like, it's these little things. Like, I don't really like sitting down and taking the time to read a book. I rather listen to a book on audible while I'm cleaning or while I'm, yeah, I feel more productive, but even just like the 10 pages a day, even though that's so small, you're still working towards something after the end of 10 days, you've read a hundred pages, you mm. know? So it's like these small shifts and these small, you know, small changes in your day are big differences down the road. A hundred percent agree. And, um, I had, I've said this a few times and people are probably tired of me saying it, but I made the goal to read two books a month, every month. And I've, tried to stay consistent with that now for four plus years and it's the same idea right because it it basically breaks down to two books a month and it's just little bite-sized pieces as you move towards uh, your overall goal and the one thing that I wanted to bring up about 75 hard is like Angela said it's it's therapy um this morning I woke up at 4 45 and went to hike a mountain and it's a three mile hike with my friends. I do every Tuesday, I started a group to do this and there's multiple variables that help me. One nature therapy, getting outside. And there's all sorts of studies. Andrew Huberman, Huberman lab is one of my favorite podcasts talks about early morning exposure to sunlight helps in a variety of ways. It helps with your mood. It helps with testosterone. It helps with everything. And um, being there with other men that are seeking to improve their health has been a huge uplift. And then also talking through life and challenges and emotions because, yeah, we have emotions too. Even though we are men, yes, we have emotions and we have to process them. And sometimes our spouses can't always be the ones that we process stuff with. So having my men's group has been hugely beneficial. But it's been interesting because then that and then also we do, I do walks at lunch, 45 minute walks. It's almost like we have these downloads, these enlightenment downloads that happen as we're doing this. It's like there's stuff that you're facing, there's emotions that you've been feeling and you, it, you're kind of stuck. But getting the movement in your body allows the movement in the, the emotion to move through you. Oh, totally. I love that. And how many times like have we been able to do walks together or walks with Theo? And I just people think, oh, I'm being so so selfish by taking time away to do these things. But it's actually like the opposite. Because we are better people when we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. I, I was driving to the gym one early morning in this download download kinda hit me like what if you are standing in the way of your child's development. But because you're not fully present, you're not fully, your cup's not full because you're letting all these other outside influences come in and take your power away, your kid's not going to be able to reach their full de development because you are not giving your kid the best. And so that's really what's been my motivation factor in these 75 cards for me is my job, my responsibility as Theo's dad is to be my best version of myself. So then I can receive downloads, revelation, inspiration 
to know what's best for him. But if my stuff, if I don't deal with my stuff, my own emotions, my own trauma, it's going to get in the way of my son. And that... Your ego will get in the way. So many different things. Your traumas, so many things will get in the way. And we found that early on too. And one of the biggest things that I wish I could somehow teach parents just like in two minute conversation, but is that you are enough. There's no special program. There's no special protocol. There's no special thing that's all of a sudden going to solve all the problems for your child you already have all the answers within yourself and the knowing of what's best for your child and just tapping into that. And I lose, I lose sight of it all the time or, but just coming back to that, coming back to that breath, coming back to that knowledge that you already have all of the answers because this child came to you. And I think it's so hard it's hard to remember that in stressful moments and stressful situations, but it's the simplest truth. Well, and Ange has to leave, but I want to be just the last thing I want to say. I was watching Abraham, Abraham Hicks YouTube video this morning. Um, she's great. If you haven't watched any of her material, but she said something that just really hit me hard. It said, and she said, you are either under the influence of source energy, source energy being God, universe, whatever you want to title it. So again, you are either under the influence of source energy or something else, always. So you're always under some sort of influence. It's up to us to decide what influence that we subject ourselves to. And to me, I want to find the source energy as much as possible. Hi, this is the Pure Love Reading Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela.